A bill to restrict tenure for Texas professors blocked how Democrats are slowing down legislation they don't want to see passed. And it was the hottest day in a week, but thunderstorms return soon. Your first warning forecast is coming up. Plus, protecting infants from serious respiratory infections. Who's now able to get the RSV vaccine? Well, today, the Texas House was supposed to vote on a bill to restrict tenure for professors at public universities. But House Democrats blocked the bill from even getting to a debate. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marin. And I'm Britt Moreno. Our Capitol correspondent, Monica Madden, explains what happened and what this means as the clock is ticking on this session. This is the third time Democrats were able to successfully leverage a point of order to block a Republican priority bill. Now, the point of order is a parliamentarian move that any lawmaker can use to temporarily delay a vote on a bill when it has issues in its language or analysis. Speaker of the House has an obligation to the Texas Constitution and the rules of the House, so the Speaker has to honor this point of order regardless of party. And violates the rule. Accordingly, the point of order is well taken and sustained. Democrat Representative Ron Reynolds is the one who successfully delayed a vote on the tenure bill. We're using these tools that are in the rule book, so we're not breaking any rules. The goal is ultimately to keep that bill from passing during the 88th legislative session. He says the bill will hurt Texas University's ability to be competitive and retain top talent. Republicans, however, say tenure is costly and leaves little room for accountability amongst faculty. The delayed vote means the tenure bill has to go back to committee to fix its errors, and it comes before a critical deadline on on Saturday for the House to pass Senate legislation out of committee. Because if you're in the minority party, your greatest advantage is the clock. Democrats like Reynolds point out this is their only tool to block a bill without the votes they need in this Republican-controlled state. He says they'll be searching for other ways that they can use the rules to block the tenure bill again, assuming it makes its way back to the floor. At the state capitol, Monica Madden, back to you. Now, after a few hours after the point of order blocked the tenure bill, the House Committee on Higher Education met and approved changes to this legislation. The bill could be scheduled for debate on Saturday when the House is scheduled to meet. 2023 marks 20 years since Ortrala Mosley was stabbed to death at Reagan High School here in Austin. Her ex-boyfriend killed her. Today, Mosley was honored at the state capitol in hopes to raise awareness of teen dating violence. Her mother, Carolyn White Mosley, became an advocate for teen dating violence awareness and prevention after the death of her daughter. Carolyn's efforts have empowered survivors and led to statewide and national policy changes. In 2005, Ortrala's story inspired the Texas Advocacy Project to start the Teen Justice Initiative, going into schools to provide free legal services to teens experiencing dating violence. Now we have resources and places for them to go because 20 years ago they didn't have a place to go, and now they do. Uh, if you or someone you know needs some help to get out of a violent situation, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline or the Texas Advocacy Project can help too. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, temperatures topping 90 degrees in many areas this afternoon, including here in Austin. Out on the lake, few boats out there. Lucky ducks on a Thursday afternoon. Things are sunny and dry at 89 right now in Austin, 88 in Rockdale. Some folks as hot as 90 in the hill country, like out in Llano right now. The hot, stagnant sunshine leading to an air quality alert. An ozone action day still in effect right now during the heat of the early evening. You can consider a few easy steps like 
like maybe filling up your gas tank after sundown or waiting until tomorrow. You can conserve energy as well by bumping up your thermostat a degree or two. All of these things help limit the amount of pollution in the atmosphere just a bit. Coming up in your forecast, even hotter weather, not far from record highs tomorrow. We're also timing out your Friday night severe storm threat and much cooler weather this weekend. David, thank you so much. There are just two weeks left here before the nation defaults on its debts. But with that deadline looming, President Biden isn't at the negotiating table. In fact, he's in Japan for this year's G7 summit. And there are signs tonight the White House and congressional Republicans are inching closer to a deal to raise the debt limit. But as NBC's Chris Pallone tells us, some Democrats are urging the president to sidestep Republicans altogether. In Japan, President Biden ignored shouted questions about the biggest crisis facing him back home, the fight over raising the nation's debt limit. But the lead Republican negotiator, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, is now striking his most optimistic tone yet that a deal will get done before a looming deadline just two weeks away. We're not there. We haven't agreed to anything yet, but I, I see the path that we could come to an agreement. With the president overseas, the White House has Vice President Kamala Harris making its pitch to the American people. Congress must act to prevent default. Economists warn without a deal, a default could cause interest rates to skyrocket on bonds, credit cards, and some mortgages, according to a White House report, and potentially lead to millions of lost jobs. Republicans are pushing for budget cuts and new work requirements on some welfare recipients as conditions to raise the limit, deal breakers for some progressives. You do not balance the budget on the backs of children and elderly. Even with negotiations ongoing, Republicans are bashing the president for attending the G7. What does the president do after saying the sky is falling? He leaves town. In a letter, several Democrats are urging the president to ignore Republican demands altogether, instead telling him to invoke the 14th Amendment to raise the debt limit, an untested move which would face legal challenges. We are saying to the president, Examine this closely. We have your back. But at this point, the White House appears reluctant to use that option. Chris Pallone, NBC News. The Food and Drug Administration's independent panel of advisors is recommending full approval of Pfizer's vaccine that protects infants from RSV. But it is coming with concerns over premature births. If fully approved, the RSV vaccine manufactured by Pfizer would be the first for infants in the United States. It would be given to pregnant mothers at 24 to 36 weeks with protective antibodies transferring to the infants through the placenta. Now, in a clinical trial with nearly 7,400 participants, the vaccine lowered the risk of severe disease from RSV among infants by 82% within roughly three months after birth. Earlier this month, the FDA approved the world's first RSV vaccine for adults ages 60 and up. Tonight, a mother's fight after a parent's night out at a swim school ends in the unthinkable. We got a call from the fire chief, and he was like, you're... You're, you need to go to the hospital. And he goes, he did not have a heartbeat. Man, my son was dead. A young life lost and a family determined to make change to honor his legacy. That's when it hit us when we got home and there's no one to investigate and there was no one to give us answers because there's no governing body in our state. Jennifer Sanders brings us Mitchell's story in a special report coming up on KXAN News at 6. Well, has your tax return been flagged for fraud? 
why the IRS says it's seen an uptick in flagged returns and how to prevent it. And this warm weather means days on or in the water, how you can enjoy the summer safely in the growing town of New Braunfels. Plus, if you're itching to know when mosquito season will come to an end, well, you're in luck. Why the buggy time of the year is shortening in Central Texas. The IRS says its system has caught more than 12,000 tax fraud attempts this year. Instances like criminals using someone's personal information to file a return to try to get their hands on the refund. The 12,000 fraudulent returns this year is up from about 9,600 discovered by this time last year. This year, the federal agency has increased the number of filters it uses to spot and flag potential issues. A new study led by a Dell Medical School researcher found that children living in neighborhoods with higher levels of poverty, poverty are more likely to have respiratory issues. Now, studies show in the U.S., black and Hispanic children are much more likely than white children to have severe asthma episodes. The study monitored 123 children ages 5 to 17 who lived in low-income areas in Baltimore, Maryland. They were enrolled in a housing mobility program that moved them to areas with lower poverty rates and more green space. Now, after the move, the kids saw an improvement in their symptoms and the number of times they had a severe asthma attack fell by half. The root of these disparities really lies in the uh, history that's related to structural racism, housing discrimination, and so on and so forth that has led to concentrating people of color in neighborhoods um, that are highly disadvantaged, have poor built environments, unhealthy housing, more likely to have air pollution. Researchers say those same patterns exist in Central Texas. Find out how and why under this story at KXAN.com. Sixth Street Safety, Austin Police gives updates on the crime rates downtown and the type of crime we thankfully haven't seen in the area in months. Well, check out the screen here behind me. Finally, some good news on this week's drought monitor update. This is what the drought looked like last week in the Hill Country. This is what it looks like now, many improving one category from the recent rainfall. I'll show you some more that's headed this way tomorrow night when we come back. With Memorial Day on the horizon, it's almost tubing season, so you know what that means. New Braunfels city leaders say the river is ready, and so is the town. But before you hop in, KXN's Mercedes Hernandez has some friendly reminders for folks wanting to make a splash in New Braunfels during this busy time. Hi, Mercedes. <laughs> Hi, you guys. It feels a lot like summer out here. The sun is hot. The smell of sunscreen is in the air, and there are a lot of people already out here on the river. Now, they're just the first of a few thousand that are likely to come out here this season. The city of New Braunfels says its calm currents or thrilling tube shoots are ready to welcome visitors come Memorial Day and beyond. Well, I think we could probably expect several thousand, I'm sure. But Mayor Rusty Brockman says this summer's tourism will add to economic growth the city is already experiencing. We enjoy and have been enjoying 5% uh, to 8 9% growth over the last 10 to 15 years. Many of them are coming and have never been here before, and so they get to experience a brand new home that includes a lot of outdoor recreation. The city says tourism is back to pre-pandemic levels. We've had plenty of water here in New Braunfels for tubing, but with the recent rain, we have even more. So Amy Niles is the city's river and water manager. She says there are a few key things folks should remember this season. Pack plenty of hydration like water or sports drinks um, to kind of cancel out that alcohol you might have here in the sun. They also ask people to cut down on trash by leaving plastic bottles, aluminum cans, glass and styrofoam at home. 
With the unofficial start of summer almost here, the city says people should enjoy what New Braunfels has to offer, but with safety in mind. It's a great day in New Braunfels today, and it'll be a great day in New Braunfels next weekend and all throughout the summer of 2023. Now, the city also wants to remind you to pack these, just like what I'm wearing right here, a life jacket if you need one. Now, they do provide them free of charge out here on the river for people who may be afraid of kind of getting tired while they're out here floating the river or may not be that strong of swimmers. That way, people can still enjoy the river and stay safe. In New Braunfels, I'm Mercedes Hernandez. Back to you. Okay, Mercedes, but step away. We don't want you to fall in. Yeah, looks beautiful out there, though. Thank you, Mercedes, so much. Well, looking in depth, New Braunfels is one of the top 15 fastest-growing cities in the U.S. That's along with three other Central Texas cities. Georgetown actually ranks number one with a 14% growth rate from 2021 through 2022. Kyle came in at number three. Leander came in at number four. Both of them had growth rates of just over 10%. New Braunfels ranks number 13 with a nearly 6% growth rate. Well, anybody itching as of late? I know that's a weird question, but the recent rain and warm temps have lured out all the mosquitoes. A new analysis from our partners at Climate Central show duration of mosquito season here in Austin is actually shortening. It's thanks to extreme heat. Climate Central says most of the locations that experienced a decrease in mosquito days since 1979 are here in the south, where summer temperatures may frequently exceed 95 degrees. More on this story can be found at KXAN.com under the weather blog. I made sure to try to get rid of all the water in the backyard after the rainfall. Smart. I yeah, know. mosquitoes, they're just like us. Sometimes it's just too, too hot, hot for them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Away. Let me take you outside. It is a hotter day than we've seen in the last week. High temperatures so far hitting 91 degrees in Austin. Right now, skies are partly cloudy. You can actually see some high clouds coming into the western horizon, which could block sunset a little bit. I'll show you where those are coming from in just a minute. We're sitting at 89. Pollen count a little bit easier than yesterday. Mold and grass have switched places. Grass now the most problematic for allergy sufferers, and we only have six allergens instead of seven. Got to take it where we can. Here's where the high clouds are coming from. You'll see these increasing through the evening as a big line of storms tries to come our way from the Big Bend, but falls apart tonight before it's able to do so. The storm that's causing those storms, though, a piece of this heads our way tomorrow night. That, combined with a cold front arriving around the same time, this is really going to change our weather in a couple of different ways. This cold front, by the way, actually has some cool air. 89 in Austin, but 50 degrees up in North Dakota will get quite that cool, of course, here this weekend. Let's start off with the rain, because we do have a threat of severe weather from these storms late tomorrow night. Not much going on tonight, just mostly clear skies, couple clouds coming in from the west. Tomorrow looks hot and sunny all the way through lunchtime, even through the early and late afternoon. But by early evening, all eyes are in the hill country as that little piece of storm system from the southwest arrives. A couple isolated strong to severe storms fire as early as 5 p.m. Then they could be bringing some hail and wind damage to areas northwest of Austin, including Williamson County, by 7, 8 p.m. Now, this first line of storms suggested to fall apart on its way southward, but more are coming. Notice heavy rain and thunderstorms ongoing in the hill country, which is right where we need it most. Some of these storms, even late Friday night into early, early Saturday morning, 
may still affect us here in the Austin area. Now, the good news is even though we get some bad weather late Friday night, a lot of this clears in time for your weekend plans. Just some clouds and a couple isolated showers left over by Saturday morning. Look at the new model uh, run just in at 5 p.m., continuing to show some really healthy bullseyes right over the hill country. Not only is this where we need it most for the soil moisture, but this is into the lakes finally. And after the soil got a little more saturated with last week's rainfall, if we do get four inches in Lampasas County, that would actually generate some good runoff and some lake level rises in Austin, hoping for a half to one inch and not much falls east of 35. As I mentioned, we do have a severe storm threat, nothing alarming, but a two out of five risk, hail and wind damage late tomorrow night. Most likely that risk area does include Austin. Okay, the weekend forecast, no more 90s. Look at this. Not only just a couple isolated showers, but much cooler weather under mostly cloudy skies behind the cold front. High temperatures both days near 80 degrees. Tonight, a little bit warmer ahead of the storm, 67 with some low clouds by morning. Tomorrow, 94, which is actually four degrees shy of tying a record high 50% chance of storms. But remember, that comes later at night. After 94 tomorrow, look at that nice temperature drop this weekend. Only a 20-30% chance of a quick light shower. Not enough to rain out your weekend plans, we're hoping. Next week, temperatures warm back to 90 with a slight chance of rain continuing. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.